The song says when we all will see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. So let's shout, God is good. And all the time. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. We're so pleased that everyone is here today for this service. There are many that are not able to be here, and some are just on the, well, out of town, whatever uh, their schedule called for, and we miss them, and hopefully they are missing us, and I'm sure they are. But we're here to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. And I would like to extend greetings to you from my wife, who Friday during the middle of the day was taken to the hospital as there has been some heart problems developed. And uh, the doctor told her yesterday not to say anything to her, to him, about her going home until at least Monday. And uh, so that eliminated future conversations until at least tomorrow. And please pray for her. Atrial fibrillation is a diagnosis, and uh, there's been a change of medications, and they're observing her in these changes of medication. And, and we're all praying that it will work out for her soon. And uh, if you want to send your greetings to her, raise your hand. <laughs> All right. Uh, just about everyone, Joanne, wants, she's watching and listening to us right now. Uh, All except about maybe one person. I'll tell you who it is later that didn't wave their hand. But anyway, the, uh, I'm teasing. Everyone did. We're... So grateful for God's presence with her. And uh, I know that the Lord is going to be with her and she'll be in better shape than she was before. At this time, Brother Harold, if you'll come and direct us in this welcome and worship here this day, let's just give ourselves to the Lord and allow the Lord to do what He wants to do in our hearts. All right. Well, good morning. Um, I didn't know if Pastor seen me not raise my hand, but I guess he did. So sorry, Joanne. <laughs> uh, just a couple quick announcements. Um, Wednesday night, the 22nd, will be a communion uh, service here at the church. So December 22nd, remember that. And then the 26th, the day after Christmas, we will have service here at 1030. There will not be any Sunday school that morning. So service will be at 1030 on December 26th. And I think that's probably all we have for announcements. Oh, somebody wanted to make an announcement. Was it Susan? Okay.
Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Anything you can. Sounds like my wife. <laughs> okay, yeah, so food pantry, if there's anything you can bring, bring it and put it in the box. No, put it out there, but yes, it seems to be a blessing to many, so um, all you can do for that is appreciated. Was there anything else needed announced? No? All right, let's all stand. We'll uh, go into prayer here this morning. Um, as Pastor mentioned, we need to remember uh, Joanne this morning. I'm not feeling well, Carol and her family. Um, is there anything else anybody would like to mention? Molly? Okay. Remember Nancy. We'll pray for her. Is there another one? Lots of loved ones. Unspoken requests. We can raise our hands, right? God knows our hearts. All right, let's all pray. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. Praying this morning, God, for each and every one of these needs, God, each heart, Lord. We know that you are able, God, to be the healer, Lord, to be the provider, God, the peace bringer, Lord. We pray that you be with Nancy, God, that you would help to heal her at this time, Lord, that you know the specific condition, God, that you can be with her and minister to her, God. Trust that you will provide that strength she needs at this time, God. That you can touch Carol and her family and Joanne, Lord, that you will be with them and follow them in their bodies, Lord. God, that you would minister to them, minister to them. Praise God. Ushers come up. It's to be a first Sunday offering this morning. So this offering will be for the pastor, his family. So 
Um, remember them. Remember them in prayer and as you're giving. If you need it to go anywhere else, mark that and on the envelope or the check, and it will. So let's pray. God, we come to you again, Lord, just uh, thanking you again for this opportunity, Lord, to give. God, we're asking that you would bless the pastor, God, in a special way. Continue to minister through him, God, and open his uh, eyes, ears, and heart, Lord, to see what you have, God, and that you would direct him and, and continue to bless and uh, be with him in uh, body, mind, spirit, Lord. And as they travel, God, we pray that your safety would watch over them and um, just continue to lead them. And we give you the praise in your name. Amen. team may be smaller this morning, but our God is still big. Amen? Amen. He is still worthy of all of our praise.
over the world singing praise to our God. Amen.
What a beautiful name.
lift your name up this morning, the name above every name. Hallelujah. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. And we know that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. But we don't want to miss our chance now to proclaim you as the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the name above every other name. Hallelujah. The one who is able to save, the one who is able to heal, the one who is able to restore and deliver from every addiction and every depression and every anxiety that that is plaguing us this morning. You are the one. You are the answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our mighty, mighty, soon-coming King, we praise you. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The same Jesus that was raised from the dead lives in us. That same Jesus still brings the dead to life. He still restores families and restores marriages and restores relationships. He still brings the lost home. Hallelujah. And Father, this morning I just want to thank you for what you are doing and what you are going to do. I want to thank you, Lord, for your glory that is going to be displayed in this church and in this community. I want to thank you, Lord, for the glory that is going to be displayed in our families. From each in each home that is represented here this morning, God. I pray, Father, that your name would be lifted up in those homes. I pray, Lord, that your name would overshadow the darkness that tries to invade our homes and our families, Lord. And that your glory will be seen. Hallelujah. We praise the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We praise the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May your will be done in us, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will look to you, Lord. We will look to you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 More than we could ask or think and more than we can imagine. Thank you, Lord, for your great love for us, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. 
the name of Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. Jesus, the name above every name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated as our pastor comes. morning. I have remembered as we were worshiping just a few minutes ago, I think it was approximately two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, that our church went into the online ministry during the pandemic that was existing at that particular time for helping provide to our people and hopefully other people who might turn her in, turn her computers on to whatever device they were using to enjoy the blessings that was coming forth from our church here. And I remember just a few concerns about how it might be translated to the public and how it might be perceived. And I remember that even though this was not a discussion of great length or but I remember the fact that the bottom line to that discussion was we're not going to let it alter the way we worship and what God wants to do in our church service. And uh, that was the strong consensus. There wasn't a negative one to that. I suppose one could see could say what you see is what you get but do not mean that to be silly not to be harsh as well but mean that as when you're here in this church service we do not alter anything to please a stack of people. We do not change the singing. 
We do not change the prayer. We do not change the message. We just want to be changed by the Spirit of the Lord and follow Him as we worship and receive from the Lord Jesus Christ. We, of course, are in the month of December. No revelation to any of you, unless you stayed up too late last night and you didn't know what time of day it was. But this is a beautiful month in which we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our uh, Sister Beverly Nagel, who teaches the adult class here on Sunday mornings, uh, has for several weeks now has been into the birth of Christ and the many uh, scenario historical things around it and really been good. Today is my approach to the Advent season. It literally is Sunday, Advent number two. As I'm a week behind, if you follow the chronological themes, and today I'm going to be focusing on something that I think, and this is just a personal opinion that is in my heart, that I think this month and Christmas certainly is about, and that is the promises of the Lord. And we begin... If you want to uh, just follow in your mind through the book of Genesis, some of the very first verses talks about the creation. The creation is actually talking about what we celebrate this month, and that is the birth of Christ. When the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost were being in conversation, as recorded in the book of Jesus, and God says, let us make man in our own image. We were, they were, talking about Christmas. They were talking about the time that man would be created, and they were talking about the creation as you advance the clock, that God in doing that, reach the place and the conditions of the world. You know the scripture, chapter 3, verse 16 of the book of John, that God loved this world so much that even though they had created man in his own image, man and messed it up, became very sinful, and there had to be action. The action, if you please, was a result of God giving His Son, that whosoever believeth upon Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In this great book we call the Bible, we find throughout its pages Jesus and the promises of Jesus, the life of Jesus in addition his death, his resurrection, 
his promise of coming again. This is something that comes together through the birth of the child Jesus, and we celebrate that in this uh, time of the year. One of my, I have to tell you the truth, it's one of my favorite times of the year, and a lot of reasons for that. Uh, yes, uh, there is still boy in me. I like to get the gifts that are given in the month of December around Christmas time, and I love to give the gifts as well, and I love the families decorating the home, and I love the decorations that you see throughout the community, and and, all, and hopefully all of this is done in the spirit of what December is all about in the celebration of the Lord Jesus Christ. In this particular Sunday, I would like to talk about something that has been said 8,810 times about the world that we live in. This has been said to all the world and directly to the man. It has been said 7,487 times. And what has been said is your gift, my gift, or the promise from God to you and to I, what a blessed thing it is. And yes, we should celebrate the birth of Christ. I know that historically, uh, December 25th is actually not the uh, historical date of the birth of Christ. It uh, is sometime June, July. I don't recall just exactly what it was or over 2,000 years ago. Perhaps some of our older people like Brother John, Millie, and Bob Buckter, they might know better than I since I'm younger than those three people. But on the other hand, it has happened, and it is still in literal realism today. The promises of our Lord to you and I. And I'm going to begin with a scripture. You, you uh, will recognize it immediately when we begin to say it, and if you want to join in and quote the scripture with me, it is from the King James Version. It is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. The scripture talks about that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Now, Merry Christmas to you all. I just recently read where one prominent corporation in the world has literally forbid its thousands of employees from saying Merry Christmas. And I kind of enjoy defying some things. Uh, I, I've heard of certain stores, and we have them right here in Kansas City, that literally opposes using anything except happy holidays. Well, that's okay, happy holidays, but when it's meant to replace 
that promise of the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. i got a problem with it. It's Merry Christmas, and it's a Happy New Year when the Lord Jesus Christ is gracing it for you in your life. It's a Merry Christmas anyway, whatever a person is doing, because God is merciful. As a matter of fact, He so loved the world that He gave His Son. I would like for us just to look at a couple. Well, that's not true. It's about eight of them, I think. Our promises that the Lord has directly spoke to you and I. One is, I will be with you. Isn't that nice? I will be with you. I will protect you. I will be your strength. I will answer you. I believe we got on that just recently in a Bible study. The Lord will answer us. We're, we're not always wanting the answer we might give, but He will answer us. He said, I will provide for you. I will give you peace. I will always love you. Now, I know what a happy marriage is. My wife and I have been married over uh, 60 years, 61 years approaching, and uh, I hope those numbers are right, darling. Uh, but uh, I, I think about how these words provide the ingredients for a happy marriage and is the ingredient for those things. But it still falls short of what the Lord is to and for us. I will be with you. I will protect you. I will be your strength. I will answer you. I will provide for you. I will give you peace. I will always love you. Oh, thank God for His promises to us. There's over, still over 8,000 of them to go, by the way. But our Lord is a tremendous Lord. And thank God for this month in which we celebrate His birth. We celebrate the anniversary of His birth. We celebrate the fact that God loved not only His Son, but He loved the world through His Son, that He gave His life for you and for I. In Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, I think the, uh, Peter had the spirit of, uh, of Christmas for December 2021 when he wrote these words. Probably a stretch on the imagination by saying it that way, but Lord bless those that stretch. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, can't we say that within ourselves, and or however loud you want to get it, or however quiet you want to make it, but blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again, unto a lively hope 
by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, for those that really have paid attention, I did use this verse last week in the sermon presentation. Just in case you want to look it up, it's on the archives and the computer and on our website. And if you also don't want to look it up, it's still there, okay? Now, just think about, again, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday to uh, today and forever. Think about the fact that because of that, we can have in the same spiritual mode that Peter is in. I, I like that. I don't know that I've ever heard very many preachers and don't remember if I did uh, using that word mode, but I like that word mode. Uh, and, and I'm not even sure what it means for sure, but uh, nevertheless, uh, you get the drift, I think. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That, that is not talking about a historical writing of 2,000 years ago. That is talking, it was that, yeah, that's when it was written, I know. But even though it is 2,000 years old, it is for you and I today. It is for us to celebrate the birth of Christ. By the way, in case you haven't heard it, Oh, if you haven't heard it for a year or just here lately, I want to tell you something. Merry Christmas to you today. Blessed, oh, Peter said it so well, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because according to His mercy, what was your favorite gift last year? Some of you may remember, but you know what? I got a lot of gifts, and I cannot tell you offhand, for one reason I haven't been thinking about it, but I don't remember a single gift I got. I, I do not remember. I, I, I think I got a, something that I am out of, and I wish I had, and you probably do too, and that was a, a small uh, can of Old Spice deodorant. Not, not deodorant. Uh, you really would hope that I'd get that replaced. It, it was some type of cologne. And I loved the, the way it smelled. And I, I know how it affected my wife. She says, take it easy on that stuff. It's strong. And, and any, anyhow, uh, that's the only thing I can really remember from last year. But here's the gift that's a promise that happened. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His abundant mercy, He gave us something that is a hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, I'm going to slow down just a little bit on that part of the scripture because that great gift is a result of our Savior dying. Now the Bible 
talks about how brotherhood, sisterhood, can be in love and admiration, appreciation for their fellow man, that greater love hath this than no man to lay down his life for a friend. Now then, I don't think anybody laid their life down for that old spice. I don't think anybody done anything probably for any of us or you for someone else or they for you where their life was laid down. Probably not. I'm not being critical of that. But the fact is what we're celebrating today or this month is a, is a concept that sometimes is left out in the celebration, but it's a result of a man who gave his life that we might have life. And the ultimate purpose of that was not just to uh, say that we're free from sin. The ultimate purpose of that has icing on the cake. I mean, it's more than uh, just anything that would be considered trouble. That inheritance that he laid down his life for us for, in the next verse, verse 4, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Well, that's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful promise that will be delivered when we leave this world in whatever way that we leave this world in the Lord. But I want to tell you something. There is a promise for us today, right now. Paul wrote about it when he wrote to the church at Corinth, first the letter of Corinth, chapter 2, verse 10. He said, But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. What in the world is this scripture doing in here? What is the translation of this scripture to this sermon today when we're talking about Merry Christmas, when we're talking about the fact that it is a time to celebrate well, let me tell you something, and you, many of you already know this, so I'm not telling you anything, but the Lord's Spirit that is going to and fro in this world, He knows exactly every thought that you have. He knows exactly every place you go to. He knows how you party goers, how late you stayed up last night. And he knows how my wife is probably trying to stay awake laying in a hospital bed down there in the late of this morning. But here is something. We can get sober. It's, it's more than a GPS. It's more than a radar detector. It's more than any type of federal government that is out searching for someone or something. There is something 
that the Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. I'm still talking about Merry Christmas, but what a blessing this is. The Spirit, the Spirit, it searches all things. Now that's a good thing, folks. That really is a good thing. You walk down a corner on any of our streets or particular streets, uh, I suppose would be a better way to say it, in the dark or when there's the wrong people in that crowd and they're there and you walk down that street, you better be careful because bad things can happen. I, I don't like to drive out at nighttime, to tell you the truth, and go certain places. I get nervous, a little bit nervous about that because there's an element of sin that is out there to impose grief, hardship, misery upon people. But you know what? The Lord has already got there before. The Spirit knows. He'll tell you not to go if you listen. He'll tell you which way to turn if you listen. He searches the deep things of God. Now, that's one of these promises I'm pulling out here to talk about how we just need to celebrate Christ, His Spirit searching all things. It also means that you can't get away with anything that you shouldn't be doing. It also means that you had better look out because there's one that knows every step you take. Oh my goodness. Knows every step that you take. The Spirit searches all things. Well, I didn't mean to dampen your Christmas spirit that you all were just smiling and having a good time and now you're battling fatigue and staying awake and so on. Uh, so let, let me bring you back. That's a wonderful promise, by the way. Don't forget it. But it is real. It's literal. You're not without any communication, whether you know it or not, with the Holy Spirit of God. It is there. Merry Christmas for you. These promises, by the way, are not just temporary things. I love the word affinity. I, I uh, first used it when my, one of my granddaughters, Katie, was about three or four years old. She, she's a big shot. Oh, I don't mean that the wrong way, Katie. But with the federal banking system out of St. Louis today, and, uh, and she's a very smart girl and uh, has a lot of responsibility. And I remember when she was going to church with her grandmother and myself that uh, she and Grandma was talking about how much they loved each other. And Grandma always said, love you more, and stretch out her hands like that. And little Katie was sitting in the back seat, and she says, Grandma, I love you for affinity. And wow. I wasn't real sure what the word meant myself that time of day that we were in. But of course, it meant forever. That is what 
the Spirit of the Lord and the gift of God to the world. His promises are about, and that's a duration that is given to them. They are for affinity. Notice this verse of Scripture from Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4. The prophet said, as the Holy Ghost was working through him, providing the uh, words here in this particular chapter and verses, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust you, Merry Christmas now, in the Lord forever. For in the Lord, Jehovah is everlasting. I've already told you my allspice is depleted. And the box of candy that my daughter-in-law down in Springfield hopes she's listening, it was gone before the month of January it was over. And most of the gifts that you can or cannot remember probably have been consumed or used up. But with the Lord, His gifts do not diminish. They do not disappear. His promises will be kept, and they will be kept throughout all the ages. They will walk with us. They will protect us. They will give us perfect peace. They will answer us. They will love us. They will protect us. They will be our strength. His promises in the final stages of our life can be honored and be grateful and thankful for. John penned these words so well. Merry Christmas. He said, In my Father's house, 14th chapter, by the way, 2 and 3 verse, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it wasn't true, he said, I would have told you. And he goes to prepare a place for you. Promises, promises, promises. I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Oh, bless me, the Lord. What, what a day of writing that was for John the prophet as the Holy Ghost anointed him to write these words. We've used it in many, on many occasions for other type of presentations, especially concerning funerals. But the promises of the Lord, they're the, the real, what the real spirit and idea and concept of Christmas is all about. I have told my wife that I will be coming from the church to the hospital. I told my son as he watched me talk to me as I went out the door this morning. He wanted to know my schedule. And uh, I, I told him that I'd be going to see his mother uh, before I came home. And of course, he, he nodded, he understood. My wife understands that I'm coming, and I've made a promise, and I'm going to do everything in my power that I will fulfill that promise. In fact, it's an easy one to keep. 
but I happen to know that things could happen between here and there, and I might not make it. I happen to know that it may not be realistic because I do not know the timetable of God's timetable for me, my life. But I do know this. In his father's house are many mansions. I know that he's going to prepare. I know he's coming back. I know he has said that where I am, I want you to be there as well. The spirit of Christmas, the promises of Christmas are unparalleled by anything that man can give. I love on one of the channels, maybe two of the channels on the Dish Network, it's where this, not perpetual, but where this fireplace is continuing to burn. I, I, I love to get on that channel and sit back in my lazy boy chair and then be woke up a little later. But watching that fire, I, I love that it's a beautiful thing. And I love to watch it. And not only that, it does not cost any wood to be brought into the house. My wife doesn't have to clean up anything there. And as it burns, what a beautiful sight it is. Somebody told me, well, it's just a fire. It goes over and over, does the same thing. I said, no, it doesn't. And I've watched it. Uh, yeah, did I have the better things to do? Sure. Did I do it? No. Uh, but the fact is, it does have pieces of wood that will fall and move occasionally, and the flame will be larger in other places. I just told you that because you probably hadn't been transfixed with it long enough to figure some of that stuff out, so I, I did it for you. Now, the fact is, the promises of the Lord, they're fixed as well. They're immovable as far as being taken away from us. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas in the name of the Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Would you stand with us, please? Brother John, would you dismiss us in prayer from the service this morning? Thank <laughs> you.